Boston Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy wants the team to work, win, and have fun. A 2017 first-round pick is emerging as a big bear. And the latest on Jake DeBrusque on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, January 17th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. I think last week we passed the 150 subscriber mark. I would love to see that continue to grow and grow. And uh, you can also follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. It's a very snowy day out there today. It was meant to be the return to in-person learning here in Ontario, but we have a snow day. Uh, Up to 60 centimeters could fall up here in Ontario. Uh, Be very fitting if 67 centimeters fell in Toronto. Uh, But I hope you're all doing well and had a great weekend and enjoyed the Bruins overtime victory over the Nashville Predators on Saturday. A very fun game to watch. And that is one of the key words for the Boston Bruins uh, in 2022. Bruce Cassidy uh, shared a story over the weekend saying that uh, he has adopted a mantra that he learned from longtime coach Daryl Sutter when he was playing for the Indianapolis Ice back in the late 80s. Uh, Cassidy said, Sutter wrote on the board one day, work, win, have fun. Uh, he put them in that order, and he basically came in one day after the team had lost and said, don't mess up the order. That's the way it goes. That's the way it needs to work. Cassidy said he was right. He believes that translates to the Bruins group right now. They're a hardworking team that's found their identity again. They're winning, and then you have fun. It's a nice combination. Obviously, for us as fans, it's more fun to watch the Bruins win. They've done that a lot here in 2022. And for the team, it translates in the locker room and elsewhere. Uh, It's always more enjoyable for everybody, Cassidy said. That's why they take pride in representing the Bruins crest and playing good hockey. Now, in this one, Taylor Hall recorded the overtime winner at 141 of overtime to lift the Bruins to a 4-3 victory, uh, their fifth win in a row, eighth in nine games since the extended Christmas break. Bergeron said it's something that you wish for. Early on, there was a lot of work to do as far as getting to know everyone, meshing together, finding chemistry. Maybe it took longer than expected. That's something that I talked about a lot on the podcast early on. And it took a bit longer 
not in games per se, but in actual time, seeing as the Bruins had these crazy three, four, five-day breaks in their schedule. Prior to the break, they had only played, I believe, 26 games. Um, so with the COVID pause, with the way the schedule worked out, uh, that time that it took for them to mesh was prolonged because of all those factors. But he said, Bergeron said, at the same time, it wasn't a bad thing to go through adversity when it's early in the year and you learn from it. The reset, the time off around Christmas was good for a lot of guys, and you can see that right now. Uh, Taylor Hall is one of those guys. He is playing extremely well as of late after having been paired with David Posternock on the second line, Eric Halla down the middle. Uh, he said a lot of guys on the team are starting to feel comfortable, myself included, playing a more physical type of game as well. Uh, that's how you back teams off. With the Predators specifically, they're an aggressive team, a team that wants to get going up the ice, uh, kick-started by Roman Yossi and their mobile defense. If you can stop them from having their momentum coming up the ice, that's huge. So when you get a chance to pop someone clean, shoulder to shoulder, whatever it is, shoulder to chest, it's a really good thing to do. It gets the crowd going, gets the bench going. doesn't need to be a fight every night. Uh, if the other team's mad at honest hits, clean hits, then that's their problem. Hall said, we know what we have to do. Um, he said, not every game is going to be the same, but if we can be physical at the right times, especially on home ice, that's going to be something that's a real strength of ours as the season goes on. Once the playoffs start, you need to be able to have that game in your bag. So that was a fun one to play. And that, uh, looking back, is why Ty Lewington was in the lineup over Jack Ashan. Uh, Bruce Cassidy recognizing the physical style that the Predators play and wanting to match that. But when you have a guy like Taylor Hall, not necessarily known for being physical out there, uh, kind of coming out, setting that example, and buying into that mentality and that philosophy, then uh, you know you're going to be uh, doing pretty well. Taylor Hall, like I mentioned, um, on a very nice run here as of late. Uh, he has uh, four, seven points in his last five games. And in January, even more productive than that, in 2022, he's only gone one game without recording a point, And he has three multi-point games, including the win over Nashville. So he's really found his game with David Pasternak. And uh, Pasta himself has also uh, really come alive. He scored again in this one. And, you know, he I believe he has at least as many, if not more, goals in January than he did since the start of the season. Uh Actually, he didn't score in this one against Nashville, but he did have the hat-trick against Philadelphia last week and now has uh, yeah, one, five, eight goals in January. He only had eight coming into 2022. So a remarkable turnaround for David Pasternak and the Bruins obviously really need him to continue to play at a high level in order to find uh, some success. Now, before we get to the big bear of the game and an emerging defenseman for the Boston Bruins, a quick word about Built Bar. Uh, 
2022, a lot of people are looking to get healthier, fit, eating better. You need to make sure that Built Bar is included in your plan. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar, to be honest. They make it easy for you to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it's just so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they only have about 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to Built.com. Check out all the delicious flavors that they have available right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. Free and available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. Uh, So please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. You can also um, now rate on Spotify. So please do uh, offer up a five-star rating. That would be very much appreciated. One of the most memorable moments from Saturday's game was, of course, the overtime winner in that wouldn't have been possible without the stellar defensive play by Yerho Vakaninen, who, in my opinion, was the big bear of the night in this one. Vakaninen defending a two-on-one between Nashville's Tanner Janot and Michael Granlund. He got a stick in the passing lane, grabbed the puck, started the rush the other way uh, before dishing it to Taylor Hall at the red line. And then uh, Hall and Pasta kind of played give and go on that one. Vakaninen also started the breakout on Boston's opening goal. Took a feed from McAvoy deep in the Bruins' end. Charged through the neutral zone where he fed Brad Marchand. Uh, The Bruins' leading scorer, he sent the feed to Bergeron, who tipped it over to Craig Smith, who scored that goal. But again, wouldn't have been made possible without the breakout play of Vakaninen, not credited with assists, but uh, his creativity and his ability to move the puck was instrumental in those two goals. Uh, Taylor Hall said, it's really good to see a guy come in and play like he belongs right off the bat. That speaks to his offseason training, his development as a player, a guy that comes into the lineup and plays to the best of his abilities. That's all you can really ask for. Be the best version of you. Hall said he can see the ice. He's a really good penalty killer, physical when he needs to be. Really good to see guys like that coming into the lineup. Uh, Hall also mentioned Oscar Steen. Both have fit in seamlessly, and that's what you need as the season goes on. There's injuries, suspensions, COVID. You need depth. You need guys that can come in and give you a jolt whenever they're in. Now, Vakaninen has been given an opportunity because of uh, some COVID uh, issues on the back end with Derek Forbort, Matt Grizzlick, uh, Connor Clifton, 
Um, Forbort was back in the lineup, but back in nine and still getting a chance. He has four assists in five games. And uh, this five-game stint matches the longest of his tenure, uh, tying a stretch back in November of 2019. And he certainly seems like he belongs. Bruce Cassidy said he's a good player. Vakanine has just got to understand it's an everyday business at this level. Certainly allow guys to make mistakes and understand their youth. He'll be another one where if he can outplay his competition, then he'll get that opportunity. That's something that's happened up in the forward group, which I'll mention here in a moment. It's nice to see Vakanine step in, do well. Kind of at that point where you're wondering after a few years, he's not a kid kid anymore. Uh, he's a first. He's not a first-year pro. He's seen it. Time to start doing it. The opportunity arose. Some guys kicked the door down. Other guys kind of gently stepped through it. Somewhere in between there, Cassidy said, but he's doing a good job, and he's making it difficult when the Bruins are 100% healthy as to what they're going to do as an organization. Good for him. Just needs to be consistent, and so far, so good in that area. Um, I did want to mention that Carson Kuhlman was placed on waivers by the Boston Bruins on Sunday. And that was kind of uh, precipitated by the emergence of Oscar Steen. So like Cassidy was saying, you get your opportunities. You got to come in, got to do it consistently. Steen has consistently uh, brought that effort playing in a bottom six role. And he's outplayed the likes of Carson Kuhlman, who has been put on waivers. So we'll see here on Monday at 2 p.m. whether or not he has been uh, claimed off waivers. I could see a team like the Oilers, for example, grabbing him. Uh, I've always been of the mind that, yeah, he's got speed. He's got skill. Not really um, been able to put it all together, uh, be consistent score at the NHL level. He has the tools, but he's kind of a, a tweener when it comes to whether or not he's an NHL regular. One other play that I have to mention is Mike Riley's backhand goal uh, in the first period to make it 2-0, taking the feed from Eric Halla, cutting to the net, and held on just long enough to bury one by uh, UC Saros. Uh, he can bring that offense from time to time. Uh, and again, it's a great problem to have for the Bruins right now. Everybody's talking about how they need help on the left side. Suddenly they're pretty strong on the left side with Grizzlick back in the lineup. Uh, Riley playing pretty well. You have, um, Vakaninen out there as well. Four boards an option. Uh, when he was healthy, Jakobs Borrell really emerged as a top six option. Uh, John Moore still kicking around. Really, I think, might need more help on the right side. Uh, do the Bruins look at a guy like John Klingberg in Dallas as a rental opportunity? I don't know if they'd be able to re-sign him next season, but that's certainly a possibility. And we'll get into more trade talk here in a moment. Uh, but, again, great effort for the Bruins against Nashville on Saturday. Improving their record to eight and one here in the uh, the new year. A couple tough games coming up this week with Carolina and Washington coming to TD Garden. Um, 
Carolina game will be preceded by the Willie O'Ree jersey retirement, which we'll talk about on the podcast tomorrow, of course. Uh, but yeah, they'd certainly have to keep it going. Uh, right now, they are still in a wild card spot. It will be difficult to get out of a wild card spot with Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Florida playing so well above them. They're five points back of Toronto with only one game in hand, uh, 11 points back of Tampa, but with five games in hand on them. When it comes to the wild card situation, uh, they are still in the second wild card spot, three points back of Pittsburgh with two games in hand and uh, a very slim point percentage differential between them. Pittsburgh at 662, Boston at six. 57. Uh, so that's something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. Before we get into some news and notes from around the NHL, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy betting new year as they continue their march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports wagering in 2022. It's a new year. They have a new updated desktop and mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on to get started the football playoffs basketball hockey boxing ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games it's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports that's bet online where the game starts now bruce cassidy prior to the game against nashville was asked about jake debrusque and his looming trade requests uh, Bruce Cassidy acknowledged that he's not sure whether or not uh, or where that really stands at the moment, uh, whether or not, yeah, that trade request has been uh, rescinded or or what. He did acknowledge that DeBrusque has been playing pretty well as of late and is a good fit on the third line with uh, Charlie Coyle and Oscar Steen at the moment. Um, this was picked up by uh, Jamie Murphy, Boston Hockey Now, Kevin Paul DuPont of the Boston Globe. Uh, again, Bruce Cassidy doesn't know if DeBrusque has changed his mind and rescinded the trade request. That goes back to November 29th. Cassidy did point out his performance has improved in recent weeks. Uh, DeBrusque hasn't commented to the media about the request. Uh, KPD in the Globe believes the Bruins' hot start to the new year leaves the club with little urgency to honor the trade request. Um, he called out DeBrusque for an inability to battle for the puck. That's hurting his efforts to become an effective top six NHL forward. It kind of goes back to what Taylor Hall was talking about, turning on that physicality when necessary. Uh, KPD kind of saying that it's probably in DeBrusque's best interest to remain with the Bruins because, yeah, they're they're playing so well right now. Uh, obviously, Don Sweeney wasn't in a hurry to move DeBrusque. Uh, he wanted a player of equal value in return. There's a lot of players out there that you could gamble on a train, change of scenery, transforming them into reliable scorers, but only if Sweeney lowers the asking price, perhaps. Uh, I keep looking at Dylan Strom, a line of Strom, Hall, and Pasternak 
would be unbelievable. Um, maybe have Hala play with Coyle and Steen. The Bruins are going to have some decisions to make when Nick Felino's healthy, when Trent Frederick's healthy, when uh, defense is healthy. But for right now, uh, the trade deadline still over two months away. So Don Sweeney has some time to decide what he's going to do with the brusque, if anything. Just because you make a trade request doesn't mean it has to be honored, and it doesn't seem to be a distraction at this point. Uh, there are some whispers out there that the Bruins could be interested in uh, John Klingberg of the Dallas Stars. Um, the Bruins have McAvoy and Carlo as their top side right defensemen. Again, people keep pointing to the need on the left side. There's some depth there. Uh, I don't know if Clifton is a regular guy that you want in the lineup for the playoffs. Maybe you have Vakaninen play the right side. Um, would they be better served going after uh, Jacob Chitrin, trying to package with Lawson Krause? That would be a, an ideal package. Uh, so lots of things up in the air for the Boston Bruins, uh, who with Tugarask back in the mix, Patrice Bergeron, uh, as an unrestricted free agent, I'd be willing to bet that Don Sweeney will be um, very active prior to the tra trade deadline, especially how well they're playing right now, to put together the best possible roster for a playoff push. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Uh, I did want to mention over the weekend I binge-watched Yellow Jackets on Showtime. If you're not familiar with Yellow Jackets, it's the story of a, uh, not a true story, that would be uh, crazy, but uh, it's the story of a uh, girls high school soccer team on their way to the Nationals, plane crashes somewhere in the wilderness. Uh, they're not rescued, and it's a look back at kind of what happened in the woods, a lot of crazy stuff. I won't spoil anything, but uh, a lot of mysterious stuff goes on. And then it's a look at their present lives in, in 2021 and uh, who's up to what and how what happened in the past is affecting them in the present. It's kind of like Lost-esque. Instead of flashing back to before the plane crash uh, from the present, it's in the present, flashing back to the plane crash. And uh, very well written, very well acted, kept me on the edge of my seat, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to season two. Anyways, a quick show recommendation there if you're looking for something to watch. Again, the snow continues to fall here, and uh, I'm going to have to go out and shovel again. But I hope you're all doing well, staying safe. Uh, my condolences to all you Patriots fans out there. Uh, continue to listen to the Locked On Patriots podcast for all the latest when it comes to the off season and how they will get back on track for next year. And uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow with a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care, friends.